Welcome, 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 friend. I am so glad you're listening today. My name is Cassandra. I'm your host, and you're listening to Following Jesus in Real Life podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today, I want to start with a question for you. Who tells you who you are? Another way of asking this question could be, who or what defines your identity? I'm going to let you a few seconds to to think of that. Who tells you who you are? Last week, we talked about why it's important to know our identity. Because who we think we are dictates who we become. This week, we're going to take a step further in understanding the identity God gave us. So a little bit to go back on what we talked. I shared that I found that oftentimes we try to define ourselves by our circumstances and our feelings. We create sense of identity that comes from where we work, the degree we have at school, the social status that we have either with our friends or at school at school again or in the workplace. We try to define ourselves via romantic relationships. You know, there's a lot of people who think that being married is the end goal and that being single is the worst status you could have. You might define your identity with your friendships, uh, the family relationships you have, by your sexual attractions, by your emotions, your feelings. And this one I find quite interesting, you know, because at least I'll talk only for myself, but when I don't feel good or when I feel anxious or when I feel sad, I'm not going to say I feel sad, I feel anxious. I am going to go and say, I am sad. I am anxious. And in a way, I am saying that those emotions and those feelings are who I am, which is not true. It's just what happens. It's a situation. It's a circumstance. But is it really who I am? Let's move on. We can create sense of identity from illnesses that we go through or from our wealth or the lack of wealth. And we can even create sense of identity from things that have happened in our past. We give, our, we give ourselves these labels that we carry around as core characteristics that define who we are. But there's a little problem here. And actually, it's not so little. But these conditions, these circumstances... They will change. And we might even, and not just might, we will hit certain failures along the way. And that will shake our identity. If who we think we are is based on circumstantial situations. So culture and society say that our success and our areas in life define how worthy we are. 
our success will define how enough we are, how accepted, how loved, how whole of a person we are, how important and even how good of a person we are. We let these situations that will change define and become characteristics of how we see ourselves. And another issue with this is that it's all about us and our work and the conditions we're brought in. The conditions that we go through who aren't always in our control. So a lot of people will base their identity based on those things. But as Christians, and how, like we said last week, we were given an identity by God. And let me tell you that this identity that God has for you is not based on your work or on your success, as we would say. It's not based on your feelings, on your emotions, on your situations. And it's definitely not based on any kind of approval by others or how liked you are. It has nothing to do with others. The identity God gives you is solely based on how he sees you. There's four scriptures that I want I want to share with you. And I think that these scriptures bring light on how God sees you. So if you have a Bible next to you, or not even next to you, just maybe on your phone, I encourage you to go and read the scriptures with me. Let's start right to the first one. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Right since the beginning, we're told that we were created to God's image. I think we're off to a pretty good start. <laughs> and it's also said that we are created male and female. So this means that we were given a specific gender. And we're not going to go deep into this today. But it's important to know that God gave us a specific gender of who we are. And it's either male or female. Second scripture. This one is long, guys. This one is actually long, but it's worth it. It's Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. And here is what it says. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms realms sorry <laughs> with every spiritual blessing in Christ for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious praise, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption 
through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of his of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he proposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached the fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believe you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. So this was Ephesians 1, 3 to 14. Let's explain it. At the beginning, it says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing then it goes on to say that we were chose before the creation of the world before the world existed we were already in god's plan to be set apart to god it means that we were chosen for his purpose and that he works his own holiness within us Then it says that we're predestined to be adopted by him. He is a father to us. And he makes us, each one of us, of his own. It says that we're redeemed from eternal debt. We are restored and forgiven of our sins. We're predestined to be a part of his plans. Friend, your story is included and wanted. Your story matters. We were given salvation by believing his truth, which, again, it brings us to the fact that we are being restored with God. And then it says that we were marked in him. We are sealed in the Holy Spirit. God holds you. You're secure in him for eternity. You are his. He calls you to be his. He wants you to be his. He chose you. He wanted you. He planned you. He chases after you. Third scripture. It's Romans 8. 37 to 39 and it says no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any power neither height or depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us 
from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Talk about covenant and unconditional love. God is love. And He chose to love you. He chose to love each one of us truly and forever. Not because we worked for it. Not because we are so successful that we must have it. Not because He has to. But because He truly wants to. Because He truly loves you. The last scripture is in 2 Timothy 1, 9. And it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Do you understand that? Who you are? <laughs> you are called to live a holy life. And that was in his purpose for you since the beginning. And again, it is not earned by your work. This holy status is simply given by his grace. And the best part is that Jesus and God will never change their mind on you. There is not an expirational, <laughs> expiration date on these verses. He still loves you. He still thinks that your story matters. He still gives you this identity. I also forgot to say that I was reading a new international version but I'm saying it now so I'm gonna repeat just the scriptures that I read in case you want to go read them later but I said first was Genesis 127 then it was Ephesians 1 3 to 14 Romans 8 37 to 39 and finally 2 Timothy 1 to 9 so friend is your identity based on your situations and your feelings or even your own understanding of self? Or is it based on how God sees you? On how your creator sees you and calls you to be? I really encourage you to take a time to slow down and to reflect on who or what defines you. What do you believe makes your identity? Who gets to say who you are? Is it yourself? Are you self-sufficient in who you are? Is it society and culture who says who you should be? Is it a family member who dictates who you are? Is it a friend? Is it a bully who says those things? Who told you that? Lastly, I just want to share something that, I, that is on my heart right now. Who told you you were unlovable? Who told you you were not enough? 
Who told you you were not deserving of true love? Who told you those lies? Because that is not God. He loves you. He cares for you. He interests himself in you. He wants to heal you. He wants to know you. And most importantly, he wants you to know him and to know what he says of you. He wants to give you life fully. And he wants to break all these chains of life, of lies in your life. Who told you what you believe? Thank you guys for listening. I hope this reached someone's heart. If you want to see more content from me, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Cassandra.Munoz. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next Wednesday. Take care.